0: and now beautiful people going fast on fire welcome to the true fiction podcast kino club edition
1: welcome to true fiction's kino club edition what is kino club a group of film lovers get together and watch a film then we meet and break down what we saw this is a warts and all recording where we share the good the bad and the ugly and there will be spoilers so be warned in this meeting we review the 2022 sequel to 1986's top gun which is top gun maverick the rotten tomatoes critics consensus says top gun maverick pulls off a feat even trickier than a 4g inverted dive delivering a long belated sequel that surpasses its predecessor in a wildly entertaining style without further ado Kino Club, discussed 2022's Top Gun Maverick. This meeting of the Kino Club has come to order. My name is Pat. Who else do we have here today? My name's Norbert. I'm Marshall. And we are reviewing Top Gun Maverick. This movie was set 36 years after its predecessor. It follows Maverick's return to the United States Navy Strike Fighter Tactics Instructor Program, where he must confront his past as he trains a group of younger aviators Among them, the son of Maverick's deceased best friend. So what were our initial thoughts about this movie?
2: My uh, initial thoughts, I went into the movie thinking that I would hate it. I wasn't a fan of the first Top Gun. I think it was a movie that it was uh, too overhyped to me. And there was a, when I did watch it, it was too dramatic, not enough action. That's kind of how I felt about it. I felt like it would get very close to the cusp of being an action movie, then pull away, and then I didn't understand a lot of the motivations behind some of the characters and the way they acted and ultimately just chalked it up to uh, 80s over dramatization and I still feel that way to this day. I think if I were to rewatch it even after seeing this one I would still feel like okay that's a it's a little much. I can appreciate it and I think it's something that maybe I'm not able to overlook that because I wasn't a part of the generation that got swept up in the Top Gun magic but this movie However, so I went into it thinking that I would hate it for that same reason, and I think the first half of this movie is uh, it's very overdramatic in a lot of ways, and then it kind of eases into things that you can understand the motivations a little more, and then uh, all the action that the first one was missing, this one picks up on and uh, has a lot of heart and pushes forward with a, a great story. To where I, I very much enjoyed this movie I felt like other than maybe a couple things at the beginning uh, it was a pretty well rounded movie and uh, even makes up for the first one in a lot of ways so so overall I, I my initial reaction to this movie is I really enjoyed it
0: I have two reactions like on this movie the first one is more of a, a feeling on the movie itself and the movie itself i I liked uh And I, you know, it was a little syrupy, and but I thought the scenario they presented was somewhat uh, realistic in in certain ways, and I thought it was kind of clever. But I think the deeper resonance I had with this movie had more to do with two different aspects. One is sort of having movies that allow younger people that are smart. Very capable and dripping with energy, a outlet to look at and go, "I can be a heroic character." And I almost think in a cultural sense, it's important for those people that may be on, you know, they may be arrogant, they may be too full of themselves. but we need those kind of capable people that assume, the ramparts, you know, I think we have gotten in a modern society away from the idea that there are dangerous things that happen and we need capable people, young people stepping up and filling the void. And I think from that standpoint, this movie is important for, you know, those thousand or 10,000 people that are going to become fighters, uh, jet, jet pilot fighters, they're going to be firemen, they're going to be cops that it's okay to be a hero. It's an okay to sacrifice. It's okay to be maybe a little headstrong and a little bit arrogant. I think that that's an important thing culturally. So from that standpoint, I really liked it. And I think those kind of movies and those kind of stories are important.
1: This reminds me of the Tarot, actually. And there's a thing called the Major Arcana in the Tarot. And it starts with the fool. That card is, you know, the tarot cards are uh, cards kind of divination. But if you read the cards, they're a, it's a journey. So it starts with the fool, and then it actually ends with the enlightened fool. And I really think that's what we've wa- that's what we get with Maverick. Or, well, you know, when we started, we had the fool, Tom Cruise's character Pete, he was definitely a fool in his uh, an arrogant fool. And he didn't watch where he went, he just didn't care or didn't seem like he cared and and realization hit him pretty hard when you know goose ate it. But in this movie, he is a humbler, uh, more enlightened fool. He's still a fool, he's still doing crazy stuff, but he's uh it's all tempered with everything that he's, he's done in his past and I I, I I dig that, you know, I really like that a lot. The other thing I noticed about it, one thing I thought I loved about this movie, uh, and I guess I shouldn't talk about loving it yet, because I was I was not really a, a Top Gun fan for a lot of different reasons. This movie was one of those was kind of uh, because I like to watch movies and I like to critique movies, and this one is a blockbuster. I just, uh, I thought, you know, it's really important to go see this flick. But I, I didn't expect I would I, I didn't expect to like it like I did I didn't expect it to be as good as it was I also didn't expect it to be looking like it had been shot by the same cinematographer as Top Gun I mean they really matched things up so well and the other thing that was really cool to me was there is an underlying patriotism in this movie and it's not in your face it's not shoved down your throat. But it's there, and I'm one of these guys, and I may be you know on my own little island about this, but I, I think that's important right now. I think our country's going through a lot, and I never really believed in my country right or wrong, but I've always felt like i'm gonna, I want to help I w- you know I want to be here, I want to be part of it It's funny how movies can can make people feel different ways. I mean the first top gun when it came out. There were tons of people, and I know, I have a friend, we have a friend, that's what he wanted to do, was he wanted to go to Top Gun school. And I think this movie may make uh, people want to do the same thing. What specifically was good about this movie to you guys?
2: I would say the action, I think, that uh, I felt like, I know I said that a little bit earlier, but the uh, to me, it wasn't just drama without any sort of action to it. I think there should be a good balance of it in a film like this and i think that i've heard the first top gun referred to as an action film but i don't see that you know i think there are spurts of action but i i definitely wouldn't qualify it as an action film and then i also like the i like the story and the heart behind it also
0: i felt like this movie for an action movie was pretty well paced there wasn't very much time for me to go okay what time is it now what time is it now i i didn't have that feeling. I, I've, Especially, there's a little detail that I liked about this that I thought helped me understand. When they had the training and what they needed to do, they m- went over this multiple times, the path and what they needed to do in order to succeed visually. If they would have just shown that once, I would have been lost. But they repeated that multiple times in their training to help cement what they was going to need to go through. And I felt like for me, that helped me understand the goal. Because if they had just shown that once in some way, I would have lost. I, would, I wouldn't I would have been able to follow along. And I thought from that standpoint, I thought that was really good. I thought a lot of the actors in this was really good. I thought Tom Cruise was good in this. I thought that Miles Teller was good in this. I thought that John Hamm, Ed Harris, even for a brief moment, was very authoritative in his role because sometimes you see those admirals and generals and you go, oh, I'm not sure I buy the authority aspect of it. And I felt like in, you know, even a little bit that they had good casting in this movie. And so the music was good. The cinematography, as you alluded to, Pat, was really good. So there was not, I mean, there's some parts that I... I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But overall, I felt like I didn't get lost. I got a little lost on some of the fighting, uh, the dogfights, what was actually happening. But I thought they did, given that they was having these fighter jets going however fast they was going and how they was filming it. I'm sure this is about as good as you could do. Even that, some of the dogfights I found a little hard to follow. But that's a minor minor quibble in the way they pre- presented the movie.
1: One thing that I kept thinking about in the movie, this plays through my head because basically they're going through this kind of a tunnel. I mean, it's a valley that they're going through. And they have to go so low, they have to keep low to avoid the guns. And then there is this very small target they have to hit. And I kept thinking in my mind, that's easy. It's just like shooting Womp Rats in Beggar's Canyon. <laughs> they, they
0: totally lift that, lifted I know. that from Star Wars. Totally lifted that. You know, Which, you I wouldn't have been surprised I if. I absolutely didn't hate that either. No, I thought it and but Miles I loved Tal- that. Rooster, at the end, he had to use the force to hit his target. Yeah, he yeah. exactly. Now, did. I'm,
2: now I'm going back through the entirety of the film trying to make <laughs> associations. And- Mavericks Obi-Wan Kenobi and
1: Well, you know what have been great is in one of those um, you know, they had the the meetings where everybody's talking about it and then you know uh, <laughs> Rooster speaks up. Or Mark No, you know, Mark Hamill's there, you know, it's oh. like, oh, just like
0: you know, how do you get here? You know? Wouldn't it be awesome if he was Admiral Akbar?
1: Oh my gosh, that would be hilarious. <laughs>
0: it's a trap. It's a
1: trap. <laughs> and the movie had some fun things, too. There, um, one thing I really liked, too, was that there was uh, fun in the action. You know, there were certain things that happened that, you know, were in really kind of dire straits, and then they're having some fun with it. So it never got too heavy. The heaviest it got for me was when Val Kilmer, you know, spoilers, spoilers, <laughs> when Val Kilmer passed. I, I thought that was a really emotional scene with him and Val Kilmer, and I think, oh yeah how, how much I mean, of that was tom
0: cruise he felt very emotional i mean you felt it off of him at least i did
1: yeah one thing they did to make sure that we felt things was that they did a lot of close-ups when they're showing the face of people and now this may have just i don't think it was just me being in the second row of the theater because i couldn't get a good seat because we came so late but we were like right there and the and, I mean, you could see every crack and crevice in Tom Cruise's face. He still looks amazing for his age. But you, you've seen a lot of close-ups of people's faces. You felt a lot of, you know, their pathos. Now, the other thing, too, which I, I think was really cool, was, and I, I was told by a friend who was a huge Top Gun fan that this was the same thing in the original Top Gun, as we were fighting a no-name country and we were fighting a no name enemy and i thought it was cool that the people that were flying the uh enemy jets were the more advanced fighters well they were more advanced but also their their uh face shields were were blackened so you couldn't even see their eyes you could not yeah, see so who you it didn't was know it. yeah but that was something else that um uh, now i'm this isn't my thought but another really interesting thing about the bad guys is the first top gun the americans were the superior force but now in this one, the enemy was the superior force. It's kind of a little bit of a you can you it can be whatever you think it is, but it really felt like it's it's kind of a mirror to what's going on in our in our um, armed forces today.
0: Yeah, there are certain aspects of that that's I don't know about the fighter jets, but in hypersonic missiles, we are definitely lagging in that. So
2: yeah, I do wonder how much of like what they talk about and stuff is technologically correct or correct for the air force and things and how it how it all works out and the uh kind of the chain of command and stuff like that that they express like if, is that uh correct within the
1: air force It's a navy actually. Um yeah, it's navy. Son of a yeah, military. It's, should, oh yeah. <laughs> <that> it, <laughs> <should> military. Think, <laughs> military.
0: I don't know that you should think too hard on that part of it or you know like <laughs> Yeah. I, well, I think I love the idea of Tom Cruise doing that at whatever sixty years old or sixty, <laughs> but as a fighter pilot, honestly, you as a fighter, a pilot, are probably not going to handle the G fault forces as well as a twenty-five or thirty-year-old. And you know they made it seem as though he's handling at least as well. So you know if we want to, if we want to go in total accuracy, I don't know that that would be the path you
1: want to take well so here's the thing i don't i don't know norbert you're missing a big point about this is that uh when you look at uh pete i can't remember his last name but the the maverick character pete mitchell mitchell was it was it nature or was it nurture (laughs) was he born like this or was he did he was he created now i have a feeling that there was a lot of it that is nature, that he was given certain skills by, uh, you know, the Almighty. And and that made him, you know, an amazing pilot, although he's reckless, you know. Damn it, Maverick, and <laughs> reckless. And so, uh, I you know, I like to think that it was uh, nature and that even at 75, this guy's going to be sharp as attack. tack.
0: <laughs> like Chuck Yeager.
1: <laughs> there you go. Exactly, exactly.
2: I think the, uh, uh, I could see the, like the, question about it being uh technologically accurate and um accurate through the military too is uh uh i definitely don't think uh you know tom cruise you know he's gonna be flying a jet anytime soon or even a you know a real character or a person like him or i should say a a person of that age i get. i mean i guess somebody could fly a jet like that but the not to the skill set that he's brings with him but the, uh, but I could see where they would go out of their way to make sure like when they're talking about the jets that they're technologically accurate or that they're historically accurate because I think, or even just the chain of command within the military, just because I think that would be a huge market to the, you know, the, um, the studio that produced this. So that way there's kind of the, the military draw to it. So that way people uh, aren't watching it well, going, Pfft, you can't fly like that in that jet or, you know, <laughs> or. Or he asked for well, the wrong thing, you know.
0: <laughs> well, they, they flew with F 18s. Uh, Tom Cruise came at the front of the movie and said, We flew with real planes. Yeah. And so obviously the military was using that as a recruiting sheet in some ways, which I have no problem with that. And from that standpoint. So, regardless of whether that's to spec or not, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it, for the purposes of the story, it was close enough to believable. I mean, I got to tell you, some of the stuff was, you know, you just you sort of roll with it. Like, I don't think that Tom Cruise, I mean, or Maverick at 10 G's is going to hang in there at consciousness. But I could be totally wrong.
1: It's nature, Again, You may
0: be right, Pat, but I just, so I, I, I don't even, but I don't fault that from the movie. It's just like, I kind of rolled with it. I mean... I, well, I liked the scenario. The scenario felt like some a, a good challenge, you know? It was like, I love the fact, I mean, one of the little details that I liked is whenever John Hamm's character was saying, you know, our, you have basically taught these ki- these pilots, well, they're kids, they're not kids, but these fighter pilots that they can't do the mes- mission. I'm going to teach them that they can. And I thought that was like him going through and doing, that was a great little scene. Even if it wasn't realistic, it was a great thing to set, you know, from the standpoint of a storyteller. I thought that was really cool. I, you know, I, I just sort of, Hey, I'm going to be in the fighter jet too, you know, if whatever happens, unless it does something, you know, completely wacky. Now, the one thing that I thought was interesting was the, the enemy fighter pilot that did that, that, uh, maneuver where it just basically went on its side. Yeah. I was like, what the world was that? I'd never seen anything quite like that. That's Maybe that, you can that's do that, that Maybe fifth generation,
1: did. dude. That's that fifth generation right fifth there. Generation, you know. That's man. all they had to say to me. Okay, I got gotcha. you. It's it's all about the willing suspension of disbelief. If we didn't like the character of Pete, if we weren't, if we didn't buy in at the very beginning who the character was, and I don't mean I, I we didn't have to, but they when they built the story, this story, they did a really good job. They could have made Pete a, an alcoholic. You know, he could have been this. It, the story could have been so much different. It could have been so much darker. But when we find him at the beginning, he's still he's still going for it. And I think we have a character that what's not to like about this guy? You know, I mean, he's a very likable character. He's put his all into the the service, and he's and he's did it his way. By God,
0: what's not to like about him? You and root for this guy. He was protected by the ice iceman or yes, or Kilmer's character, which was awesome. I thought that was awesome.
1: I think just as soon as he passed away, you know, John Hamm was like, "You're you're out, dude. You know, we are. You're done." And and here's the other thing too. Do you know Penny, the the girl Penny? Uh, she was actually in the first. Now it wasn't the same person, but when she was in the first movie, the character Penny, and it was the admiral at the time's daughter. So mm-hmm. it was really interesting to see there was this 36 years or something that we didn't know what happened you know we don't know what happened to what Maverick was doing and what anybody was doing but we found he had a relationship with her and it wasn't always a good thing so I really liked how she was I don't know she ran that bar I just there was so much of the story that I liked and I bought I think they did a really good job of telling the story. He didn't fight, you know, when when he got kicked out of that bar, he didn't fight at all, you know? I thought that was really yeah. interesting, you know. So That was the he, he, he enlightened was much more fool. Humble. Yes.
0: yes. Yes, exactly to your point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I thought about when I wa- when I was watching him that I could I understand uh is that he was all he wanted to do was a, be a fighter pilot. And I can relate to that in certain ways where, you know, you have opportunities to do things, but you just want to do what you love. You know, I remember hearing an interview of Kevin McHale from the Boston Celtics interviewing Larry Bird. He goes, you know, he goes, you've had success doing everything. You've been a great player. You've been a great coach and a great executive. He said, but what I loved most was having the ball in my hand. And to me, that was Maverick. No matter, he didn't want to do anything else. He didn't want to be a two-star admiral. He wanted the ball in his hand.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I always hear about people that that are a musician. You know, they go on stage and uh, they play in front of people and then they don't care after that. That's all they want to do again. They just want to have that feeling again.
0: Um, They don't want to be a record exec. They don't want to be in charge of $10 million worth of recording art. They want to play.
1: Yep, absolutely. The budget was 170 million dollars. To date, it's already made 748 million. And I think this might be his billion-dollar movie, uh, Tom Cruise's billion-dollar movie. So, and he hasn't had one yet. No, it's my understanding. No, he hasn't. This set records in its uh, in its
0: first week. It's still going strong. If you make a movie for a domestic audience, you know movies have got homogenized because they're trying to make. Movies for all kinds of audiences in all kinds of cultures. And I wonder if this will allow movies that are made more for a domestic audience so that it becomes a little bit more culture specific, maybe and a little bit more personal as a country, as opposed to stuff that is just, you know, sort of homogenized and it feels like it's it's kind of watered down in some ways this feels very authentic to a certain story a certain culture and I I wonder if this will cause a revival I don't know but it's something that I think about when I watch when I was watching it
1: well I think that's very interesting I never thought about that
0: now I've got a couple a little issues one I thought about is I thought the The beach scene was kind of dumb. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. And his explanation to John Hamm still seemed like it was just a way to show uh, attractive people in swimsuits. That seemed like the purpose of that thing. I guess that's fine. But it just seemed kind of silly to me. And then the other thing that I wondered, would it have been more powerful in in terms of a legend if he would have died saving Rooster? And I think about a lot of great heroes You know, I thought about Gladiator, where he dies. He sacrificed everything. I wonder, and part of me wondered, would this have been an even more powerful statement had Maverick had to give ever his entire life for Rooster? Which I would have thought the symmetry would have been kind of interesting. Now, maybe they tested that and it didn't work, but it felt like that and maybe it's because, you know, as a storyteller and you get a little older, what better way to go out if you're a fighter pilot than leading a, a heroic mission and then saving uh, the son of the pilot that you didn't save? I don't know.
1: How I feel about that is I love the second to the last Rocky movie because he actually goes home. And and I thought, wow, you know, we watched this guy just be brutalized through all these movies. And he finally, he finally gets to go home, you know, and, and he basically gets to put, as much as he can, put the war behind him. And I love that movie. And then they came out with another one. I'm like, you idiots. And it wasn't very good. And one thing that salone was trying to do at the time was when he, when he made that Rambo when he goes home. And then he made a Rocky that was the end of Rocky's, you know, Rocky said, I, you know, that, that. My stomach doesn't hurt anymore. You know, it was uh, it was kind of saying that he'd made peace with his past, and I, I like that. You know, I like that. I don't think I would want to see Pete die. The sad thing about that is they'll probably do another. To- I mean, honestly, come on, with the box office that they've done, there's going to be another one of these. Sadly, there is. For me, I would really like it to continue with like the the other group and maybe have Tom Cruise in it. But Tom Cruise is a draw, and I think it's going to be you know another Maverick story and i think this being i don't know i just i i'm i wouldn't have been a fan if he passed away
0: to me i would have if if they do what you say at that point either he's his reactions are shot are starting to go on him and he can't do it just like a, a what was it uh creed yeah that would be and i thought that was great but has him as a mentor at that point fully if they do that which you're probably right they're going to do but I just part of me just I don't know. I worry about maybe that's why I was thinking maybe that'd be a fitting in because I didn't I don't want to see another chapter. I'm afraid I'm going to get one.
2: <laughs> I thought about that too. If they were to off Pete at the end of Maverick, there the you know, and I, I there was a point in the movie I thought that might be the the way the story was going to go to kind of end it on a you know a high but abrupt note to really put an end to the Maverick story. But I'm overall, I think I'm glad they didn't do that. I don't feel connected to Top Gun other than this movie. I enjoyed this movie. So if they were to come out with a, a third one that just flopped or stunk, it really wouldn't impact me more than, okay, at least this movie was enjoyable. I was surprised to have enjoyed this movie for how little interest I had in the first one.
1: I'm with you. I was having a conversation with somebody today about the movie, and they asked me a question that I didn't know the answer to, and I thought it was very strange. Everybody seemed to have somebody running their um, little, pro, you know, little laser, except for or or did he? Did Rooster have somebody, and did Maverick have somebody? Because if they did, well, those people are dead. <laughs> you know, those people <laughs> didn't make it. <laughs> I don't know,
0: but uh, I don't. Well, re- it wasn't on the. When they went in and Maverick went in the first time, the pilot Bob set the target and then Pete shot the missile. That's right. But he was in the other plane. And then when Rooster in the plane that he went with, I thought the wingman was set in the I can't remember his name, the the other pilot, he couldn't set the Yeah, he had a problem. The
1: there was a there was a problem with his laser. So, Rooster had to use
0: the force. Use the force. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm liking the parallel. <laughs> one of the things that I, I thought about, of course, I watched Disney Jr. with my five year old, and there's a show called Big City Greens. And one of the oh, episodes sure. was about Cricket, who's a young, young man, and he sees a billboard that says, don't think, just do. And it gets him in all kinds of trouble. <laughs> and this, whenever, whenever maverick was saying don't think just do i was like but cricket it worked out terrible for cricket
1: (laughs) not all maverick's
0: ideas were great not all of it it didn't feel it not all of it was obi-wan no exactly
1: (laughs) in some ways i wish there was less up front of the movie and more in the back because i love it when they stole the plane i just love that but i wanted to see more of i thought that just happened to that was too easy but you know i would like to have seen more
0: but That feels like a a little rushed.
1: Yeah. I will say this. One thing I I like about this movie, because usually what happens when a movie comes out and it has so much appeal, then there's copycats. And sometimes they're really good copycats. And and sometimes there's really good scripts that are made because now it's in vogue to do a script like this. Whereas, you know, five years ago, ten years ago, maybe, you know, four years ago, it wasn't. So I think you know I'm hoping that we get some other good stuff with strong characters that have these almost unsurmountable odds and they they beat it. So
0: I think that I would welcome that. From what little I know, I talk to people that are inside that industry. It's a lag. There's a lag. They're they're slow on the uptake. So from this point on, when they see the box office of Maverick, there'll be stuff coming in a pipeline, but it may not. You may not see it until for another two or three
2: years i was listening to a podcast talk about this movie and um there's something i realized that after watching it myself that my suspension of disbelief was so strong that i i enjoyed the entertainment value of the drama is that i didn't really question this until it was brought up but all of maverick's interactions just about with everyone the whole plot is basically Maverick. I don't like you, but damn it, I respect you. <laughs> you know that's the whole, that's every interaction that he has with anybody. The motivation of it really doesn't make sense, other than you know he does. I mean, we do see him bend the rules and break the rules on some things, but not to the extent for the career that he's had that it should warrant any type of hate from these type of people. Like um, from the first scene when the, the guy they're trying to shut down the mission. And he's like he's gonna do it. you know it's like and then uh you know and then john ham just you know it seems like he hates maverick he just oh yeah absolutely. <laughs> he just doesn't want anything to do with him and then um you know i think uh ice man val kilmer's character respects him you know but that's after you know it's been, <laughs> you know the first one they they definitely didn't get along and then uh even the uh the kids in the top or the you know the the younger generation in the no. Top Gun course—they don't like him. He, they think he's the old man, and
1: it was very zen about it. He took it all in stride, for yeah. the most part. For the most part,
2: <laughs> very Obi Wan well,
0: Kenobi. After yeah. you've had that experience for forty years—you probably get a little, you get a little zen to it. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sa- same uh, face I've always had. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, so if you're a person of authority, he's going to buck your authority and then he's going to make you look bad doing it. I mean, so I can understand all these authority guys not liking him. He's just going to buck you, and then he's going to look good, and you're going to look terrible. So I can understand you them hating. And then the the younger guys, well, Rooster, I understand why he hated him. Sure. Yeah, I guess I kind of understand why he, everybody hates him. Stinking peep.
1: I don't like
2: Well, I think like the... Like what's John Hamm's motivation to hate him out of the gate? Other than he didn't move up in the ranks, you know, or he's a
1: loose yeah, cannon. He, he's, yeah, exactly. He's going to get people <laughs> killed.
0: He doesn't, play by, the rules. He doesn't <laughs> <probably> <laughs> play by the rules. And he probably hates it that he's been protected by by the Iceman character. He's he's. I mean, I'm oh, sure yeah. that's in his files. And if it's not in his files, that makes the sense. people talk they, t- they talk about that. him and oh this is the choice <laughs> this this boy's got the he's got a guardian angel as they said and he yeah. you know so you can't really touch him and so i'm sure that that uh, well those kind of people hate their authority question i just mm, they just don't <laughs> like it so, i mean you're right He shouldn't come out of the gate like that unless you and know
2: I, and i i mean i you know i want to be clear i i loved it you know i like the drama of john ham you know pushing back on maverick and the uh you know all the people trying to get in his way and shut him down and stuff but uh, but i do you know like when you when i think about it out loud i kind of i'm like hey yeah what's what's that all about you
1: know even
0: even the little girl is is like don't break her heart again yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) exactly (laughs) you're
1: loose cannon maverick leave my mom alone okay so um so what is our post-discussion feelings about this movie? After talking to you guys, I, I do think that there was a little bit of a, I may look at it a little bit differently, but I, I, I still want to, I, I really kind of want to see this again. I felt good when I watched this movie. It made me feel good. It gave me kind of, there's, there's a very, it's got a very hopeful feel to it. I like that. I really enjoyed this movie, and I know that, you know, we took it, and, and we, we talked about we um, some of the things that were, I don't know if there are holes or not, but I I think that they can be seen as a little goofy. I think this was a really, really good movie. And I I, I'd had people tell me, you know, you have to see this movie, and I have to agree with them. And that's rare. What's really rare is the people telling me how good a movie is, and then me not having so high of expectations that it ruins the movie for me. Because everybody that told me this was good, they were 100% right. I think
2: I uh, just didn't listen to those people because they were the same people who told me the first Top Gun was good. (laughs) So I was like, no, (laughs) I'm not going to fall for this again. And then I was still surprised. (laughs) It was good. (laughs) I think uh, my uh, post-discussion feelings, I still enjoy the movie, and I enjoy it for seeing the other perspectives. And I think uh, Norbert talking about how they could have killed Maverick at the end of this. I really thought on that after you said that and I think that that's a very viable option that they had to I wouldn't even be surprised if while writing this they tossed that around like you know should we end the story with this and I could see where it would be an emotional one but since he saved the people still a happy one in a way but I'm overall I'm really glad they didn't do that I liked that he got the happy ending you know it was a it was a happy ending overall I
0: think my post discussion feelings on this movie is that we need movies that make us feel good about things. I think that we have got into this sort of, I think there's a a place for the postmodern movie and the, the very nihilistic movie and the movie that sort of makes you think in a what are we doing kind of way. But there's also a place for movies that make us feel good as pat says and make us feel hopeful we need hopeful movies we need we need movies like this makes me feel as as we're as as pat was talking makes me think of the the old frank capra movies that made you feel good about going to the theater and make you feel a little hopeful for life and hopeful about in this case hopeful for for people in, in places of authority so I hope we see more of that kind of movie. Even if it's not perfect, that's okay. That's okay. There was enough that worked in this movie and enough emotional work that the actors and the directors done that I was in the experience. And I I was glad I watched this movie. I was not excited going into it, but I'm glad I watched it. That's my my post-review sort of thoughts.
1: Well, as always, this has been a blast. I really enjoy uh, talking films, and I hope people enjoy listening to us talk films. I think we're going to adjourn this meeting of Kino Club, and we will hopefully see you guys at the cinema. (laughs) Bye.
2: (laughs)
0: Bye
1: -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us on the True Fiction Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please visit us at Facebook. You can also leave us a review on iTunes or through your favorite podcast app. Until next time, stay true and stay creative. You're too late. Catch a ride somewhere else.
1: Catch a ride. Catch a ride somewhere else.